the history of herbalism, it's like, it's been around forever. Like our great, great grandparents use this medicine, you know? Um, I mean, depending on your lineage, like you can go all the way back and this has been around, you know, since the dawn of time. Divine Feminine, Spiritual Stories, Sacred Sisterhood, The Wild Woman. Welcome to the Wild Sage Podcast. Join your host, Hannah Morth, on her journey to rediscovering her wild soul through meaningful conversations and stories about remembering who you are, reclaiming your wild, embodying your sovereignty, and nourishing your divine soul. Each episode will help you on your journey to reclaiming your wild. Thank you for being here. Now, let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Wild Sage podcast. I am here with Haley Lusk, and I am super excited to learn about everything she has to share today. We're talking about harnessing the power of herbal alchemy through the seven chakras. So hello, Haley. Thank you so much for joining me. And I'd love for you to to start by telling everybody a little bit about you, how you got into this, and just really whatever you want to share. Yeah. So thank you everybody listening. I'm so excited and blessed to be part of this podcast. I absolutely love your energy. So it's so good to be here. I am a clinical herbalist, a four R's microbiome educator, a fertility awareness method educator, and I specialize in autoimmune disorders along with digestive issues and menstrual maladies. That is kind of my niche when it comes to herbalism. Um, But today we're actually going to be talking about the seven chakras and how you can relate plant medicine to these energy centers and why they matter and how that actually relates to your different organ systems. And and we're going to get really nerdy because I I love love talking about plant medicine. Yeah, I'm so excited to learn more about it. If you guys have been listening to this podcast, you know that it's something that I'm just starting to learn about. And so I'm really excited to have Haley on here to share more about it and to kind of invest a little bit more into my own learning. So Haley, do you want to tell everybody a little bit more about like your story, how you got started, anything like that? Yeah. So actually I grew up, we were talking a little bit before we started recording and I actually grew up in Castle Rock, Colorado, which is a suburb of Denver. And if you've never been to the Midwest in so-called U.S. Turtle Island, then you know that it is so dry and you're in the mountains, you're in the high desert, um, almost. I mean, you're really close and it's a completely different environment, but it's so magical. And so I remember actually going in the woods with my dad and my family and like building little fairy houses and like talking fairies and talking to plants. And, you know, we grow up with these things. We just forget that we have this connection. Mm -hmm. And so of course I grew up and I ended up moving back out to the Pacific Northwest, which is where I live now. And I was actually born here. And so after I moved here, I was so enthralled by everything is green like there's so much life there's so much plant medicine there's like trees everywhere which it's not like that in the Midwest you you can see for miles and maybe you find like a pine tree you know you don't really (laughs) get like the same variety you know um and so after I moved out here I've lived here now I think for like eight years so it's been a while and I absolutely love it here um but one year uh actually like five years ago I 
started really struggling with chronic illness. Mm. And I was like, at some point having trouble walking, um, like my relationships were struggling. I was struggling. I could like barely ask for help because I'm like, we have, we all have this like superwoman complex, you know, oh, yeah. and mm-hmm. I had to work through all of that. And, um, I would go to doctor's appointments. They would say like, Oh, nothing's wrong. Um, you're fine. Um, but surprisingly, you know, the most, most people who walk into the doctor's office who look fine are actually really sick. Yeah. And so that's my experience as well. And so after I, was like enough is enough. I started to get really angry and frustrated with the system and chronic illness patients kind of fall through um, the cracks. And I was one of those patients. So I really started to work to heal myself. And and that really brought me along this crazy journey. Um, Life is so circular. You know, I, I came kind of back to myself over a long period of time. I went through like a huge breakup. Mm-hmm. Um, I like, disconnected uh, from my family of origin at the time, and I just really started to connect to my spirituality in a whole new way and really reclaim different pieces of myself that I had forgotten and kind of shoved down. Um, and it made me really sick to not own those parts of myself. And I think that a lot of people can resonate with that, with the way that society is. And mm-hmm. it's 2020, you know, we have so many big changes happening. And so to try to find peace within that, I think is, is so important, especially for your health and well-being and managing, especially if you struggle with chronic illness symptoms. I love that. And I actually have a family member that struggled with hyperthyroidism for many, many, many years. I mean, she um, is probably, she's really close to being six foot tall and she literally was weighing under a hundred pounds at one point because she just could not, like her thyroid was just so imbalanced. And so it wasn't until she went to an herbalist years later after trying all these different medicines that made her even sicker and just did not work. She finally went to an herbalist and after working with an herbalist for a couple of years, she finally is totally fine again and hasn't had any problems in the past 10 years. And so it's just really incredible how sometimes you just have to get down to, to, to the basics of just plant medicine and really go into that arena to get better. And I also love how you talked about how a lot of times we lose ourselves when we go through difficult things and we end up in places that we don't recognize and we question ourselves and we say, how, how did I even end up here? Like, how did I get to this place? How did I end up being this person? And it's when we have that realization that it's not what we want anymore, that we start to take action and, and make the changes that we need to, to make to become the people that we actually want. And I went through my own journey with that and, and becoming somebody that I didn't even recognize anymore. And I was like, how did I end up being this person? And it wasn't until that moment that I was like, okay, this is when things have to change. This is when I need to change my life for the better and actually create it into something that I, that I want it to be. And so I, I really love that. I love your story and thank you for sharing it. Yeah, you're so welcome. I think so many people can relate to that. Like, oh, I don't want to be this person. I don't resonate with who I'm being in the world and, yeah. and I'm not being the change right now. And so I think it's a, it's a hard lesson. I mean, I don't think it has to be like hard, um, but it can definitely be challenging to step into your own self-leadership 
especially when it's so socially acceptable to doubt yourself and to feel bad about who you are and to be insecure. You know, it's like, we're finally moving into this new era of like self-love and female empowerment and, and, you know, trans empowerment and all these different spectrum of gender and emotion and ways of thinking. And it's about time, honestly, because the plant world doesn't discriminate, you know, like the plant world isn't like, oh, you're this person, therefore you don't deserve compassion. Like that's not how it works. So wherever you're at, those who are listening, you can get there. It will happen. And in fact, you're probably already there, you know? Yeah, so true. This is really funny because uh, the post that I wrote on Facebook today was all about this era of vulnerability that we're moving into and how so many of us um, have these layers of, actually really everybody has these layers of conditioning, of these societal conditioning that makes us into somebody and all of a sudden we find ourselves and we're like, wait a second, this isn't really what I want. This isn't really what I should be going for. You know, like the people who maybe their family, everybody in their family is a doctor. And so they went to medical school to become a doctor, but then all of a sudden they're like, I really hate learning about science. I just want to be an artist. And then they have to like go on their own path and, or they don't have to, but that's what their divine nature is really calling them to do is to go down their own path and to follow what really lights them up. Um, So yeah, it's kind of like a funny synchronicity hearing about this and then realizing that I was just literally thinking about that earlier today. Yeah. And you know, we were actually kind of touched on it before this episode, before we started chatting. And I know we're going to talk a little bit more in depth about plant medicine, but just to really give this like the space that it deserves, you can do anything as long as you figure out what problem you want to solve. You know, like we Mm -hmm. ask little kids, who do you want to be when you grow up? What do you want to do? And if we change that question to what problem you do you want to solve? You know, when you're a kid, there is no difference between being a doctor and art. Like there is no difference. It's that as, like you said, as we get older and we have conditioning. And so, you know, even along my journey, like my journey has been, I want to help people improve their well-being and improve their quality of life. That's a lot of different types of jobs that fit under that description. So if you're listening to this episode and you're like interested in herbalism and you want to get into plant medicine, first ask yourself, like what problem do you want to solve and see if herbalism is the right fit for you. Mm -hmm. And especially if you want to heal yourself, it's such a great avenue because then you'll be determined enough to learn about all of the science and all of the magic. You'll have that um, why, you know, you'll have that drive to actually learn about it because you're going to be tired of experiencing your own symptoms and your own disconnection and Mm dis-ease that you'll lean into learning more about what can actually serve you holistically. I love that. That's a beautiful point. I'd, I would love to take it back. I love something I like to do for my audiences, take it back to the basics. And if there is a term that is not widely used, I'll have um, the person I'm interviewing describe it or just explain it in their own words. Because sometimes we'll hear somebody explain something in a certain way and it just clicks in a way that we've never understood it before. So will you kind of describe like what herbalism is to you? Yeah, herbalism to me is really coming back to our most natural way of being. I think that we forget, you know, the more that we disconnect with nature, the more that we disconnect with ourselves. And so 
for me and for others that I've talked to, you know, what it really means to me is, is coming home. You know, it's like, this is the way of being in the world. And, you know, I, I was reflecting this morning in the shower before I got in this episode. And I, I remember I used to work at this little coffee shop and I, this is a little bit of a tangent, but I have a really good point. And, um, I worked at this little coffee shop and I was so miserable and I felt like I had to do this job. And this was before I started owning my spirituality. Like this is way back when I thought that I had to like sacrifice myself and my well-being all the time. Yeah. And so I got this little coffee shop job and my intuition was like totally off. And I did this really great interview, but then I started working for this woman and she was totally awful. She talked to me awful. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a really sensitive person. And I was like, this is just like not a right fit, but I needed the money. And I was in this like lack mentality. So I stayed at this job for like a month. And I remember like the day I finally got fed up was I brought it up to my coworker and she was like talking to me in this way that was just so degrading. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, you don't get to talk to me like that, you know, like boundary. Yeah. And she was like, I get to talk to you however I want. And I was like, well, it looks like I'm quitting then. And so it was this really empowering moment for me, but I have okay. this memory of actually going to one of my coworkers, um, houses and her husband was like, they were kind of talking in the kitchen for a second. And they were like, why is she so weird? Like he was saying that to his wife, like, why is she so weird? Like, what, like, what is going on with that? And I like heard that. And so ever since that moment, I was like, you know what? I'm done trying to fit myself in places I don't belong. And I'm going to own my weirdness. Like, it's so silly to connect to plant medicine. It's so silly. You know, you're like talking to plants. You're like, sitting with them, having conversations, people are like, what the heck is this person doing? You know, if they're not indigenous, if they don't, if they're not connected to plant medicine, um, then, you know, you kind of feel a little bit like an outsider. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's really encompasses like the journey for me is really owning like the fullness of who I am. And it turns out I'm a really amazing healer. So it just fits like I, it fits the bill and no wonder I was a complete weirdo you know, at this coffee shop job with all these straight people, you know, it was just, I was just so different. And I yeah. think so much of my journey has just been owning how weird and different I really am. Like now I'm like, that's a compliment, you know? <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh my God. I love that because when I look at people who are so passionately talking about something, even if I'm very not into it, like I want to hear about it. Like that is what light, like, if that lights you up, that is what I want to hear about. Like, even if it's, I don't know, like I'm, I'm very like not into Star Wars and I know like a lot of people are, my partner is very into Star Wars. He can talk about it all day long if that's what lights him up, but I'm not going to think anything bad of him. And so it's just like, it's so crazy to me that that's what, that that's what happens is people, is people label others as weird, but really like we're all weird. Yeah, we really are. And, and it's like, sometimes I think when you are in your, your full self, and if you're like, okay, I'm going to own my weird and I'm going to do that thing that I'm passionate about. And I'm going to go out in the world and I'm going to be a thousand percent my big, weird, crazy self, like whatever that is, you know, other people, it's going to trigger them because they're going to be like, who is this person? And, you know, at first I was super triggered by it. I was 
like, oh, I'm going to get rejected. Like every corner, I didn't want to get rejected. And now I like think it's funny. Like now I'm like, I don't care if you don't like me. That's fine. You know, like nobody has to like you. Like yeah. hopefully the people that you have intimate relationships really care and yeah. love and honor you, you know, um, but complete strangers, they do not have to like you. And I think that was a huge pivot for me is, you know, just stop caring what other people think about you. Like it's none of your business, you know? Yeah. Life is too damn short to be worrying about what everybody else thinks about you. That's exhausting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, it's not how I want to live my life. And I've definitely, I've been that person before who I so badly want everybody to like me, but at the end of the day, it's just not going to happen. And so why exert the energy? Why put, why put that forth when the right people who are supposed to be within your lives are going to be within your lives? Yeah. And we need more leadership. Like we need more people willing to live their purpose, which is what they feel called to do, which is the problem they feel called to solve, which is something that lights their spirit up and gives them energy. Like we need more of that. And that means that you cannot lie to yourself. Like that's your choice. You either lie to yourself or you lie to other people. Like that's it. It's, it's that simple. And it doesn't mean it's easy. Like it's very challenging. There's a lot of pitfalls with leadership. I mean, we see that now, right? Oh, yeah. Um, But the right people, the good people, the people who actually care, who are compassionate, who are empathetic, who love nature, who who care about the earth, like we need more people like that. And so I think herbalism has become like a trending thing and it's gotten big. Um, But, you know, the history of herbalism, it's like, it's been around forever. Like our great, great grandparents use this medicine, you know? Um, I mean, depending on your lineage, like you can go all the way back and this has been around, you know, since the dawn of time. And so it's evolved and we've really gotten away from it because the, the allopathic medicine model and the pharmaceutical complexes and the mental health complexes and all of those things that, that are invisible, but we keep subscribing to. And herbalism is not here to be a quick fix. Like you said in your story of your friend who, you know, started working with herbalism, it took how long, you know, for her to get back into balance. Like sometimes it really does take that long and it, you have to be patient with your process, you know? And so that's really, you know, I would like to define like holistic herbalism is really coming back home to yourself and finding ways to become back in balance with your true nature and owning your unique nature because it's not just like a quick fix. It's not just like popping an Advil and oh, no longer have a headache. No, it's like getting to the root cause of why that headache is happening. Yeah. And then there's normally multiple root causes. So it does take a little bit of time. Sometimes it's things in your environment. Sometimes it's your diet. It's how much um, like blood you're moving through like exercise. And, and sometimes it's the people you're surrounded by in your relationships and, um, the water that you're, you're taking in. And granted, I know not everybody has access to clean water, so right. that's not always doable and there's food scarcity. So having a great diet isn't always doable. Um, but there are different ways to get to where you want to go and to connect with plant allies that are really meant to guide you along your path. You know, we're not meant to be disconnected from them. I totally agree. I love that you brought up our ancestors and how this was something that was so ingrained within society, even just a couple centuries ago, like naturopathic medicine was what they used. Like they didn't have 
pills like we do today to just offset side effects. Um, and so, yeah, I know. I absolutely love that. That's something that I connect so much with is, is my connection with my ancestors and, and who they were and how they lived uh, during their time. But I would love to kind of jump a little bit more into this topic and how we can use herbal alchemy with the seven chakras to really enhance our lives and yeah, so in um, in herbal alchemy, I have three pillars. And so the third pillar is astrology. And it sounds super woo-woo. And if you're like, okay. I so love astrology. astrology. Yeah, like some people are like, okay. However, it's a language. It's a yeah. language that we combine different concepts and archetypes and understand ourselves in a different way. And so actually through plant medicine, each plant is ruled by a different planet. It's ruled oh, by yeah. a different element. And you can connect this to your own unique cosmic blueprint you can you know most people know their sun sign what's your sun sign leo leo okay my moon's in leo so we're gonna definitely connect <laughs> so that is so important because um leo rules the heart and they actually rule let's see the sixth chakra and so when you start to learn about how Leo and cancer are actually opposites, you can bring that back into balance and you can start to say, okay, so this chakra is out of balance and what herb do I need to bring this back into balance, to bring myself back into balance? And so that's just like surface layer because there's three keys that I talk about within your cosmic blueprint. And it's actually your rising sign is really important because that's your um, energy, the way that your energy tends to go. Um, within vitalism, we treat with the balance of opposites. And so just remember that because it's going to help kind of keep some sort of groundedness throughout this astrology talk. Um, so balancing through the opposites. So you have your rising sign. Um, you can share your rising sign if you want. What's your rising sign? Libra. Libra. So you have your rising sign. So Libra is an air sign. Mm -hmm. And so you probably have all this like really airy energy. You probably really like warm places. Um, you probably get out of balance if you eat like too much wet food or too much. Um, if you don't get enough sun, like that can really bring like air signs out of balance. It can really make them feel like agitated and cold and achy. And so how do I know that? I know that because it's your first key of your cosmic blueprint. And this highlights your overall um, physiology, your overall makeup of what direction does the energy flow. And within Chinese medicine, we talk a lot about how energy flows within the body, between the organ systems, how plant medicine moves energy throughout the body. And so this is just the first layer. The first layer is your rising sign. And then the second layer is going to be opposite of your rising sign. So I believe this is um, your sixth house. I can't remember. Um, and this house actually describes like what um, overall health symptoms you might be having. So it actually shows an indication to what uh, your underlying imbalances are. Like it shows, okay, so when this is out of balance, this is what symptoms I could be having. And this is the plant medicine that is ruled by this planet that can bring it back into balance oh, because cool. we have planets that are opposites. So we have um, your sun sign and your moon sign, which are opposites. The sun and the moon are opposite planets. And then um, let me just pull up a resource really quick. Sure. 
I have a lot of resources. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you're connecting astrology to plant medicine. Yes, it goes so deep. There's so much um, to learn. And, and, you know, I'm over here like off the top of my head because it's so complicated. There's so much information out there. Yeah. Let's see. So you have your sun sign and your moon sign. And then you have Mars and Venus, the planets of Mars and Venus that are the opposite. And then you have Saturn and Jupiter, which are the opposite. And so working through these planets of opposites, you can start to look at these different layers of your cosmic blueprint. And you can follow me on my podcast to like dive super deep into that. Um, but once you kind of learn these things, you can see, okay, so my moon sign that is Leo affects the heart. And actually the heart affects your entire system. So if you get really sad, if you feel disempowered, um, if you feel like, um, I don't know, like you went through a breakup or you go through a divorce or you feel cut off from community care, that could massively, massively affect Leo in a big way because your moon sign, which is your emotional world, is ruled by the heart. Yeah. Can you say that that's true or not based on your experiences in life? that my, that is ruled by my heart. Yeah. Like that heartbreak brings on like disease and disconnection. Mm -hmm. I mean, it does for everybody, but I think more so for Leo. Yeah, I, honestly. So, okay. My, my moon sign is Capricorn. And oh, so, oh, right. Your sun sign. Yeah. Yeah. So honestly, Capricorn in my experience as my moon sign can be very cold and detached yeah. When in pain. And so I don't experience that so much. I just kind of, I guess how I experience it is that when in the past, because this is something I've been working on for a long time, when I have detached myself from situations where I was in pain or where I became hurt, I would then all like it would culminate. Like I would reach a breaking point because I was trying so hard not to deal with the pain by just mm -hmm. avoiding it that all of a sudden it would just hit me face on. And I had no, no other option but to actually look at the pain and, and figure out where I was going to go from there. So not to completely confuse everybody who's listening, because I thought, <laughs> no uh, so your sun signs Leo and your moon sign is in Capricorn. So if you are listening and you have a moon sign in Leo, that could totally be true for you, that when you feel disconnected from community, that it affects your whole organ system and your whole body and your whole physiology. Um, I am a Capricorn, my sun sign. So I really resonate with what you're saying. It is a pitfall of Capricorn. We go and go and go and go. And then we're like, oh, I have emotions. So <laughs> that is definitely a big thing when it comes to being ruled by a Saturn planet. And so Something that you can do to work with herbal alchemy is connect not only to the chakra that is connected to Capricorn, which is the root chakra, which as you might know, the root chakra also affects the, your entire physiology. Everything is interconnected. If you don't feel safe, that's going to cause you to shrink um, and it's not going to help you feel strong. And so that's like being ruled by a root chakra sign is the emotional side of you. It's probably really important, like crucial that you feel safe enough in your space to be powerful. And that might just mean that you need to affirm that to yourself. Like it's safe for me to be powerful on a consistent basis, especially if you feel out of balance emotionally. Mm -hmm. um, but that could really help you. Um, and also looking at um, 
planets in Jupiter, plant medicine in Jupiter. So you have the planet of Saturn. So we're looking, so if you're totally lost, we're looking at the astrology sign. We're looking at what chakra the astrology sign is ruled by. We're looking at the planet that that astrology sign is ruled by. Mm -hmm. And then we're trying to balance with opposites by looking at what that opposite planet is and kind of how to bring that tension to a balanced state. So the opposite of Saturn is Jupiter. So Saturn is a limiting planet. It's, it's like the planet of limitation. And that doesn't mean that you have all these limitations. It means that it's like the planet of discipline. It's a fatherly energy. So when you think about root chakra energy, you think about getting grounded. You think about exercise. You think about routine. That's how you ground yourself. And so that if you are too far, in that that can also bring you out of balance and so that's actually the second key of your cosmic blueprint is looking at what is your opposing sign from your rising sign and that is going to highlight your work-life balance and how to bring more balance into these different areas of your life so there's all these little pieces of the puzzle that once you start to put it together you can see the whole picture and that's why it's a little bit confusing. That's why you work with an herbalist because there's so much information there and you really want to find somebody that's going to work with you, who's going to listen to your symptoms, who's not going to think they know better than you. It's that they're going to listen to that whole picture of what your body is trying to tell you mm-hmm. and looking at your overall life picture and the things that have happened in your life, um, the patterns, the underlying patterns. That's what we're looking at. We're looking at those underlying patterns to see like, well, why is that happening? Why do I become out of balance? Why is it that I block my emotions and numb out forever and ever and ever, and then I hit a wall and I'm like depressed for a week or whatever it is, you know, that is related to your moon sign, which is really important. But then there's probably other pieces in your chart that would reveal what plant medicine would keep you in alignment and what would keep you balanced. I love that so much. And just for anybody listening who might be like doubting astrology or who's just like, I'm very much not into that. That was me a couple of years ago before I actually looked into it because the preconceived notions that I had about it was just like, it's you'd read your monthly horoscope at the back of the Cosmopolitan magazine every month. And it was something that was so broad in general that it could apply to anybody, right? So it's just like silly woo-woo stuff. But when you actually look into your own birth chart, it gives you such an understanding of yourself and allows you to allows you to learn more about yourself in ways that you never really have even thought about yourself. Like looking at my chart and realizing that I'm a Capricorn moon has like allowed me to embrace the fact that I have had trouble with detaching my emotions from certain situations. And now that I know that about myself, I can come back and start to work on that and start to, when I go through painful situations, I can be like, okay, how can I actively and positively move through this situation rather than just trying to run away and avoid it? And that's because of astrology that I have been able to learn that about myself. Yeah, exactly. And once you start to dive into those different layers, you can really start to see like, okay, this is why this is happening for me. Like these are the three keys to your cosmic blueprint. 
um, like I said, I'm not going to go too deep because we're talking about chakras, but you can find all these different pieces and start to put them together. And, and my advice to anybody listening and who's just starting out is just start to accumulate information. Um, because the hierarchy of learning is like, at first you have information and then you have data and then you get knowledge Mm -hmm. and then that knowledge turns into wisdom. So it takes a while. At first you have to like accumulate all these resources. And then once you do, you can start to put it together and say, okay, I'm going to take this piece because this resonates with me. And that's really how we learn. You know, we take different pieces of what resonates with our soul Mm -hmm. knowing because nobody else knows better than you. So me saying, you know, like, next week, here's your horoscope. If it resonates, great. If it doesn't, just get rid of it, you know? So, so back to kind of the chakra. So you can kind of look at what chakra is in balance for you, um, based on how you feel. So starting at the bottom, we have, um, the first chakra, which is ruled by Capricorn and Aquarius. And this rules your sense of safety and security in the world. It's actually ruled by the planet of Saturn. So if you have an imbalance in Saturn and you feel um, like too restricted or too in your routine and kind of like bored with that structure um, or the opposite, you don't feel safe and you have like zero structure. Um, that could be a sign that your root chakra is out of balance. It could also be feeling like not enough. Um, if you struggle with like financial security, that can make your root chakra go out of balance, relationship security. So all of those things are really about finding security within yourself. And I can say that's definitely true. Having a sun sign in Capricorn is literally my whole life is like finding security within myself. Yeah. Um, and then, so then we have the next chakra, Um, So we have the root chakra and then we have the, I believe, trying to think, goes root, sacral, solar. So your sacral chakra is ruled by the planet of Jupiter. And this is the planet of expansion. So this is actually the opposite of Saturn, but you can see how if one is out of the balance, it could affect the other because Saturn is the planet of like discipline. It's a fatherly energy. Um, It's about routine and control and structure. And then you have this complete opposite energy, which is like expansive and passionate and it rules the reproductive system. And so if your roots out of balance, it's going to cause your reproductive system to be out of balance or vice versa. So that's where you can look at plant medicine and say, okay, I'm going to go look for a plant medicine that's ruled by Saturn to balance out my Jupiter. Cause again, we're balancing with opposites and the sacral chakra is ruled by Pisces and Sagittarius. So both of these signs are ruled by this really expansive flowing energy. They are water and fire. Those are the elements of those are ruled by, but surprisingly they have a lot in common. So crazy. if you need a visual, I can send you a couple of visuals later. Um, but for those who are listening, so you're like, okay, I need a visual on these chakras, but we're going to move up to the sacral chakra now. And that's like your belly button. Um, and this is kind of like where your chi resonates. This is, this is like your self-will, your, your sense of courage, your power. Um, so this again, 
everything is also related to your root chakra. So 2020, many people are not feeling safe and secure. Mm -hmm. And this is a moment to tune into that solar chakra and to ask yourself, do I feel in my power or not? Um, and be really honest with yourself, which could take some time, but just try to tune in actively throughout the day. Because sometimes when we focus on the things that we cannot control, we begin to blame ourselves for things that are completely beyond our control. Like we, there's very little things that we can control in life. And those things actually are a huge sucker punch to your solar plexus. And so this will not only discourage you, but it will also make you feel insecure and it will not feel expansive. It'll, you'll feel really contracted. So if you're having digestive issues, that could also be a sign. This is out of balance. Um, and this solar, the sacral chakra is ruled by Mars and that's ruled by Scorpio and Aries. So if you are ruled by any of these chakras, um, your sun sign, your moon sign, especially your moon sign, um, sometimes that is tuning into your emotional state and seeing why is this chakra out of balance? And the very first thing is just listening to your body. It's just practicing actively listening. So after your sacral chakra, you have the heart chakra, which is ruled by Venus, of course, the planet of love. Um, Venus and Mars are opposites. And so Venus is ruled by Libra and Taurus. And this is like selfless love. Mm -hmm. It's like the union of the masculine and feminine energy, the divine feminine and the divine masculine. It's like feeling really at peace and, and you know, ba like baths and luxury and like being able to just completely relax in who you are. That's this energy. Um, and like I said, your heart impacts your entire being. So you can kind of start to put these pieces together. And I did mention Leo because Leo is affected by the cardiovascular system. So even though your heart isn't ruled by Leo, it still is affected by Leo. So yeah. just slide out there. And then we're moving up to the throat chakra. So as you may know, ruled by Gemini. Mm -hmm. they're, they're very chatty. <laughs> and also Virgo. So if you have Gemini or Virgo, your throat chakra might be greatly impacted. Also, if you're moon sign, because again, that's your emotional state. And um, if your emotions are out of balance, you could have like pain in your throat. Just so starting to witness like where does the, um, the feeling and that emotional state reside? in your body and the more you tune in the more you can kind of connect this to your astrology chart um and so virgo and gemini are ruled by the planet mercury so mercury um is actually the planet that is not connected to any anything it doesn't actually have an opposite um that that actually is interconnected to a few other chakras so really the first thing is to kind of check in with all the other chakras and then tune into the throat chakra and that high heart. And then once you move past the high heart, you have the third eye, which is ruled by Leo and Cancer. Um, and this is the sun and moon. Um, so your sun and moon balance. And so if you are totally out of balance here, like you're not going to feel good in your heart because those things are connected. Um, these two areas. Mm -hmm. And so you'll really start to feel like super down the dumps. You'll start to feel like you can't communicate. You start to feel like you don't have unconditional love for yourself or other people. And you might be looking through the lens of fear. So that's really important, especially 
in 2020 to really check in with what's feeling out of balance. And then, um, you know, above that, we have the crown chakra, which isn't ruled by any sign because that is your spirit. And so um, just to kind of recap through that. So we have the root chakra that's ruled by Saturn, Capricorn and Aquarius. We have the sacral chakra that is ruled by Jupiter, Sagittarius, and Pisces. We have the solar plexus that is ruled by Mars, Scorpio, and Aries. Then we have the heart chakra that is ruled by Venus, Libra, and Taurus. The high heart, the throat that is ruled by Mercury, Virgo, and Gemini. And then the third eye that is ruled by Leo, Cancer, and that sun and moon balance, which really does embody that pure intuition state. So that is all the chakras. And this is a different way of looking at the information. This is a different way of looking at plant medicine and, and really kind of tuning into those different energy centers. I love this so much. Like I, yeah, I love the connection with astrology and plant medicine and going through all of the chakras. So thank you for going through each one of those because it, like it connects dots that wouldn't have been connected before. So thank you so much for going through that. Yeah, definitely. And so like when you look at what chakra is out of balance, you can also look at what organ system it is. So I was talking mm -hmm. about like your root being um, so important affecting everything, but if your reproductive system is out of balance, that could be like I said, a, a sign to tune into your root. Um, same with like your heart chakra. If that's out of balance, that affects everything. No matter what sign you are, honestly, it really does affect your entire body because that's your blood moving throughout your organs. Like that's really important. Um, so just kind of tuning into what chakra and what organ system is being affected. Um, granted, all the organ systems are normally affected when one is out of balance, but it does show that um the way the energy moves throughout your body awesome well let's take this time to have you tell the audience a little bit how about how they can get connected with you what you offer any promotions you have because this has been such an incredible conversation and it's been so wonderful learning from you Thank you so much. Yeah, so you can find me at hayleyless.com slash hub. And in there, I actually have a few different offerings. You can work with me um, like for a three-week or three-month basis, depending on what your symptoms are and if you've had those symptoms chronically for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, and you can start with the three-week. Most people do, and then they move to the three-month. And then also I have a plant medicine guide in there of over 50 plant medicines right now. And in there, you can start to look at what plant is ruled by what sign and start to kind of figure out how you can help those organ systems that are out of balance and kind of start to learn about those systems and symptoms. And then also by the time that this comes out, I'll be launching a membership hub where I'll be going in there every week to give you all resources because it is a huge learning topic. It is an art. And so I am going to be offering that and that will be inside the hub as well. Amazing. And are you on Facebook, Instagram, any of those social platforms? Yes, I have a free Facebook group. Uh, it's called Herbal Alchemy Lounge. You can find that through my link in the bio on my Instagram. I am the holistic herbalist on Instagram. You'll get that link. And you can definitely send me a DM if you have any questions. Um, I have my own podcast where I answer people's questions. So definitely send me a message. 
Oh my gosh. So cool. Okay. Well, I will make sure that all of those links are in the show notes, but otherwise, thank you so much, Haley, for joining me today and for sharing so much of your beautiful wisdom. Thank you so much. I had such a good time. Yeah, me too. All right, everybody, that wraps another episode, but we will be back next week with more. Thank you so much and have a wonderful rest of your week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Wild Sage Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe to the channel and share this episode with your like-minded friends. Also, be sure to check out the show notes for more ways to connect with Hannah. Thanks again for listening. It means the absolute world. Sending love your way now and always.